0: hello hello welcome to another episode of chill time with kelly i'm your host kelly and today we have another special guest with us today hey this is my friend winnie she is also a podcaster as well well um i'm gonna have her highlight her own podcast in just a couple minutes but for now um winnie
1: can you please introduce yourself Hello everyone. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for Kelly for allowing me to come into the show. Um, you know, I think when we interact with podcasters, um, you know, we're a very like-minded community and we always best, um, it's always best for us to be able to help each other out and ask questions. Um, one thing that I focus mainly on when I'm um, doing my podcast, which I talk about spirituality, I talk about mental health awareness. Um, I also talk about the law of attraction. So, you know, if, if you're someone like me and you're very ambitious, there's always uh, techniques that we can use to leverage, you know, what it is that we're trying to fulfill, you know, whatever goal, whether that's business or professional, um, you know, you can always use a law of attraction to help you
0: yes that is awesome i love it and i love it it um and um again with all my guests all of their links will be in the description box box um both on youtube spotify apple podcasts all those platforms um so winnie's podcast will be linked in the description box So we're going to get right straight into the questions. Um, And then, like Winnie said, we're both very like-minded on mental health and as well as law of attraction. I do talk about that on my show as well. So I'm going to first start off by asking you, what made you start a podcast in the first place?
1: yeah. I mean, as we, as we, you know, talking, we communicating, I hope you guys have a beautiful sit with me. Uh, my podcast is called Yin Chao with Winnie. So essentially, I drink tea um, and I vibe out, I chill with you guys, all my listeners. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the attention. I'm sorry. Thank you for the love and the support. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a beautiful podcast where everybody, um, you know, is a family and we enjoy. Um, one of the things that I enjoy about podcasting is just to communicate um, what I'm going through to other other listeners because you know everyone experiences the same issues Um, and you get to see like I can be able to help other help other people out when they listen to my stories because it resonates Um, and that's that's where I get my satisfaction that where other people get to experience the same thing that I've been through and I can you know guide them that is
0: so awesome Um, and that's kind of like how I also started my podcast as well because I know people who are also struggling with mental health, and I know there's a huge ab- advocacy for it as well, and especially these kinds of days when there's just, like, with the influence of, like, social media and, like, all the news outlets, like, especially what's going on now, you know, with Isra- uh, Israel and um, Palestine, like, all of that is just so overwhelming. Exactly. so and obviously I know that definitely causes like a huge impact on mental health as well but we're not going to be getting into like that kind of stuff like on my show because I know it's a hefty subject so and I already get anxiety sometimes thinking (laughs) about and talking about it because it's just me personally like you know when you have both Israeli friends and palestine friends and then they're kind of like you know there's so many different ways to go about this, and when you try to like be sort so of both sides, and then someone just tries to rebuttal something at you, it just makes yeah. the whole thing very overwhelming. So yes, that's
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so um, so I think you touched upon this a little bit, just like earlier, earlier. But if you could, um, that you mentioned like people can relate to your own personal experience. But um, has anyone like actually told you that your podcast has made a positive impact on them?
1: Yeah, I will get DMs, I'll get messages, uh, comments on my Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is Chow with me. We're a beautiful family. We vibe, we chill out, we drink tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really get to know each other. Um, And, you know, using the Spotify platform, you know, as a podcaster, you know, you get to really interact with my audience and, you know, seeing the questions that I have and their replies to, you know, the questions that, you know, I've I've put out, um, you know, getting a lot of feedback. So it's been so amazing and supportive. And, you know, especially for Kelly, um, she really helped me out throughout this whole mm-hmm. uh, journey. So thank you.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet for giving me the shout out, Uh, even though I admit I'm still relatively new at podcasting, but then a lot of podcasters also tell me that I, for some reason, also know more than they do, even though they've been podcasting for an even longer amount of time. And I was like, oh, okay. so definitely time does not matter when it comes to, oh, like getting your experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the next question, um, we're gonna be sur- again uh, surrounding your podcast. So like, so your podcast, like Yin Chao with um Winnie, which does focus around spiritual significance, which we had conversations about that before, mental health as well as law of attraction. So with those um three things that you really mainly focus on, spiritual significance, mental health, and law of attraction. And has any of those played an effect on your mental health, either positively or negatively?
1: Um, well before before we get into that, uh, I really want to start with my background, like sure. why I um started my podcast in the in the in the beginning. Um, Growing up, I had a really big fear of public speaking. You know, I was one of those kids where when I was called Mm -hmm. by a teacher to, you know, to ask questions, like even to participate, I was so, I was the kid where I was like full tomato, like my face was red. I was so shy. I was a quiet kid. And um, eventually throughout time, I realized, okay, public speaking is actually something that... I, it's a weakness, but I can turn it into a strength. What can I do? I can, I can start attending meetings, enjoy meetings, and you know, getting to know other people and public speaking. Um, and I started to realize, okay, you know, p- public speaking is not so bad, you know. And um, you know, I guess that's where my my love for teaching began. My passion for teaching. I love to uh, help kids. I love to teach um, whatever subjects. Um, And because of that love for teaching, uh, and funny story as well, I can also um, give a story if you don't mind. Of course. Um, Growing up, I also would have like whiteboards, and I would have like dry erase markers, and I'm ready to, you know, teach the kids. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I didn't get a response back because I was talking to teddy bears. (laughs) (laughs) I had teddy bears lined up. and. I was teaching the class, but um, it was the satisfaction of teaching. It was the love for that. Um, it kind of grew into my love for podcasting as well. I can, you know, teach, I can be myself. I can, you know, always bring knowledge to other people because knowledge is always meant to be shared.
0: Mm-hmm. That yeah. is good. That is good and, um, and true as well um, because knowledge is, All it really has to do is just be shared out for it to like, either make like positive or like um, negative impact on people, but more or less positive impact as long as they, the way the person like receives the information is, super super important. Yeah. So um, how has um, all of like so um, so I know you said like I said um like the question I just asked earlier um. So how has law of attraction, like spiritual significance, how has all of that impacted you personally on a positive or negative
1: way? Um, again, it's overcoming one of my fears as a mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone like me, that's a huge step for me because I'm an introvert. Um, And a lot of people would tell me, like, no, you're not a, you're an extrovert. But the true, the the real me, the real self of Winnie is I'm an introvert. Um, And so I like to, it's hard for me to get out of my comfort zone. It's hard for me to try something new. And, you know, that ties into you know another episode that we're gonna record we're gonna do positive changes and new beginnings which i'm excited about but again going back to that it's about um knowing my passion for teaching and you know being of service to other people impacted my life because i realized my calling my purpose what i'm meant to do here on this earth mm-hmm. um, and yeah,
0: that is awesome and i think that really it does A good job in like tying spiritual as well as like with your mental health together because you kind of like realize what you really want to do in this in this life which honestly is super super awesome and it's very heartwarming heartwarming as well it is Um, it is
1: especially when you do what you love and you love to do what you do the the satisfaction that you get off of that is it just cannot be
0: I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. So the so tying into like um with mental health since that's like the main focus that I do all like um on this show. Oh, so how ha- cuz I remember you told me like you've also dealt with your fair share of mental health struggles um growing up. So how has that affected your life?
1: Yeah. Um, so going back a couple of years, I lost one of my, my loved ones, my grandfather, and he was also a teacher himself. So a lot of the knowledge and wisdom that he poured upon me actually reflects on his knowledge. So Mm -hmm. I represent a lot of my ancestors, my past loved ones. So when I put my time and energy into it, it, I also embody my ancestors as well. Mm -hmm. All of that to say is, Um, You know, I also experienced depression um, when I experienced the loss of him because, you know, I cared so much about him and I had so much love for this man. Um, And, you know, he was always there for me growing up. So it took a toll on my mental health. It really, at the time, I was also in college. So, of course, depression, you know, already from schoolwork, you know, it was very overwhelming for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that's when I started to realize, okay, like, I'm using school to distract myself from this pain, this loss. Mm-hmm. I'm grieving over, you know, it's during that process of grieving. It's, it, it's not time. Mm-hmm. There's no time to it. You know, it's, it comes and it goes. So it was like kind of knowing, okay, I'm in my sad moments where I feel sad and how do I overcome this so I kind of you know started to you know do more activities that would bring me joy um and I, I also started the podcast and you know kind of braid up my. it kind of brightened up a lot of my mood I,
0: you know that's so good uh, that's good and again I'm so
1: that's, sorry
0: that's yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sorry about the loss of your grandfather. I know how hard that can be like I think I mentioned to you before but I also lost a great my grandfather as well back in May and that was also very very difficult um it's only because you know like they've lived on this earth for so so long they are the reason you you we were brought onto this earth in the first place if it wasn't for their struggles because you know like Growing up, our grandparents, like, they didn't have, like, as much advanced technology like we are accustomed to today. So I can't even imagine the difficulties they went through um, growing up. So definitely kudos to, like, our grandparents for, like, um, raising our parents well, uh, which then gave us, you know, a chance to walk along on this earth as well and achieve all the amazing things that we get to do. So yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, this one, this next one, um, was like a discussion that Winnie and I had, um, before, like while we were preparing for this episode, um, so talking about, um, how like, you know, the pressures of, um, living with um, Asian family, um, growing up with Asian immigrant parents. So could you like touch upon um, how raising in that kind of household um, affected your mental health, either positively or negatively?
1: Yeah. So as a first-generation uh, college student, um, my parents didn't have a lot of opportunities. So coming to the United States, you know, they wanted to give me and my sibling um, the ability to go to college, you know, do the things that they couldn't do back at home. And when you kind of think about it like at that sense, you know, Asians begin to feel, okay, I have to, you know, be on my best behavior because I know they made a big sacrifice. And that's sometimes we carry that guilt with us, especially, you know, for me, we carry that guilt of being perfect um, in their eyes. But the truth of the matter is, it's like when you're an immigrant, you um, you know when you're when you're when your parents are immigrants, it is hard because they didn't have a lot of opportunities, um, kind of like what i've I've mentioned um, and they didn't have the opportunity to pursue a doctor's degree, a bachelor's degree um, you know and do the things that they wanted to do in their in their own life so
0: yeah. yeah yeah i
1: can relate to that i can definitely relate to that um yeah like how does i'm sorry to how does i'm sorry to cut you off but okay. how do how does it make you feel Like
0: uh, okay so i was i think i would say like i mean i'm not a first generation college student my both of my parents were able to go to college because they immigrated here when they were only about nine and 10 years old, I believe. Um, Maybe I'm getting the age wrong, but they immigrated here when they were children. Their parents did not have any um, formal college education. So they came in, so they came here to the United States um, from owning a farm. So they sold all the farm land that they had from where they came from um, in, um, in China so they took all that money with them that they sold from their farm and opened up a store here. So that's how they were able to support my mom and um, their siblings. So all of all of them were able to go to college and um, one went off to the military. So they, I wouldn't say that they didn't struggle because they lived in a really small apartment still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so because um so for our listeners out there like if you ever heard of 10 like tenements where it's like really small apartments for like families of like maybe like six people but it's so, so even tough. more
1: than that like my family was 10 12 like
0: <laughs> in one house so yeah yeah, yeah so like um so th- imagine that, and everyone complains about how the apartments here in um where Winnie and I live are like so expensive and everything. Well, think of like tenements. It's like back in the old days when people also could barely afford it. So that's why be grateful for what you have and don't complain about what you don't have. Because there's always people who have less. Yeah. So I think so. I would say like I had the privilege. It- it would, I, It's definitely a privilege, but like I had the privilege of not having like the first generation college student pressure, but I did have pressure about being a biology student because every single time like I bring up biology that I told my parents, oh, I want to be a bio major because I love science. And they're like, oh, you want to be a doctor when you grow up? And then I was like, wait, is that the only path that I can take? as, like, a biology student, like, I have to go to, like, MD or PhD school um, uh, to, like, pursue a doctor degree, and then I have to go through residency and everything, Um, and then that was what pressed, was, like, had underlining pressure on me, because the thought, it's not that I never thought about wanting to be a doctor, um, but the problem is the residency, is because the residency are very gruesome hours. And the pay is really not good. good. And then you're really doing it for the training purposes. And then you have to, like again, go through certifications and all that. And then you really don't fully, fully settle into your career as a doctor. Until maybe in like your 40s. Like your mid-40s or something like that. And I kind of don't want that for myself. So... I'm I'm still open to doing the PhD route, Um, at least their pay is, like, more decent than, like, having to go through residency, but it's still gruesome, because I have to, like, be able to commit to something, like, a very certain subject for the next seven years of my life, which then the thought of that is, again, pressuring, so definitely navigating the pressures of like having parents still with strict expectations for you is still a lot It like that's currently what i deal with like yeah. family wise i feel you yeah uh, so but i mean honest honestly like um it's it, it of course we know our parents have good intentions they have the best intentions all none of the negative negative like maybe pressure that we kind of get sometimes it's not from a bad place they just want us to have like a good future which is totally understandable Uh it's totally understandable so you can't really hate your parents like for that obviously and there's some people out there who don't even have a relationship with their parents so no that's why everything like Like, I mean, like, I will definitely talk about this in uh, Winnie's episode. So definitely go listen um, to that. We'll be touching more upon this subject um, in uh, that episode. So, but carrying on from that, um, since we talked about um, being raised with, like, pressures, has that that kind of pressure kind of, like, transmuted to, like, your relationships with other people? People either romantically or friendship-wise? And if yes, how has it affected you?
1: Um, So going back to what you just said, right? You know, our parents want the best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that I was raised uh, was I grew up with (laughs) my grandparents, so they were always around... um, and so I was taught to obey my elders, you know, respect my uh, th- those older than me, respect my elders, um, and to always say yes. To so always say yes, even if you don't want to. And so, um, as such, I, you know, adopted this people pleasing. I adopted this people pleasing behavior, yeah. where I started to say yes to other people, and it was like I it was hard for me to say no and put my foot down, Um, you know, because the way that I was raised is if you say no, that's disrespectful because you're taught to respect your elders. If they tell you to do something, you best believe, they, you know, you better believe that, you know, you have to do it now. So, you know, and I kind of understand, like, you know, why I was conditioned that way, Um, but sometimes, unfortunately, a lot of, times when I go outside of society, right, um, outside of my family, and I do the same things, you know, I realized that I would lose myself as I'm trying to be able to be of service to other people, be able to show that, okay, I care. Um, and it kind of goes back to my kind hearted nature, right, to respect and loyal, the idea of respect and loyalty. Um, so, it's kind of been a struggle for me because, because I'm so used to saying yes to everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to set boundaries and say, you know what, this is not mm-hmm. good for me, for my own mental health. You know, I love you and I want to do the things that I can for you. I want to provide for you, but I also know that um, I deserve to be happy and I want to say no even if I still love you
0: honestly like that i can relate to that too but because like i feel like like um especially like um if you've grown up in like a certain way it makes it hard for you to break the habit because Um, like you constantly would have to say yes to like your elders your parents um like you're just accustomed to saying yes and then when you say no it's just like you get beaten down for it so Oh yeah, and uh, no, like, no, I can totally, I can, I totally emphasize with that as as well. And then has it like affected your romantic relationships as well? You don't have to go too deep into it, but just like has it affect romantic relationships?
1: I guess again, it's yeah. people pleasing is yeah. not just you know romantic. It's mm-hmm. just in general, right? Yeah, like yeah. with other people, even my job, right? Like I would sometimes feel bad for saying no
0: yeah
1: you know and I think that's that's hard to kind of accept like but the power of saying no is is amazing you guys the word no is so strong but it's it's short but it's strong at the same time because you're saying no this is not what I will tolerate and so it kind of goes back to to what we were talking about like um how other people treat you is how you treat yourself exactly at the end of the day, right so if you you know tell yourself this is what i will and will not tolerate other people can respect that mm-hmm. you can Respect on yourself right exactly. and you say this is not what i want so exactly. again it's kind of like knowing between okay what is a want and a need
0: mm-hmm. um, exactly and yeah. also you're protecting your peace as well exactly no, yep no Exactly.
1: because
0: when you don't protect your peace that's when chaos starts trying to overtake you and then combined with um stress as well oh and then oh boy i've the amount i've definitely have been better at saying no as well rec- um you know as when i got out of my own personal hard time that was when saying no Became like so much easier and less. You feel less guilty, you, or you don't even feel guilty anymore when you say the word no to somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, which honestly has been way better than constantly people pleasing and then you know putting your own happiness to the side when and then put someone else's happiness first when it should be the other way around. Yeah. So. Exactly. (laughs) yep so this um next question we did touch upon you did touch upon this like um earlier so like growing up we constantly um i don't know about um for everybody but i know for me and winnie um because we talked about this as well we were told to go down a specific path so like we always were told like oh, we can, you can only get, become successful if you go down this one certain path of, like, getting your bachelor's, then your master's, and then either your law degree or your PhD or your N D, whatever the strict route is, like, straight to becoming, like, a lawyer or a doctor since they make so much money, like, these days, um, so i i know you mentioned um a little bit about that when we were playing for this episode but how has like that kind of like being told that you can only go down this certain path to get to success how has that played an effect on your mental health
1: yeah it's funny because you know kelly and me we grew up in different places in different countries of in different cities right Mm -hmm. um but yet we all have the same stories. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. But kind of like adding on to what you just said, right? A lot of the pressure, especially growing up in the Asian household, it's, you know, you, you want to be perfect in their eyes because again, they didn't have the same opportunities as you, right? Mm -hmm. So they want everything after them for the next generation to be blessed and to be happy. But you know, that puts a lot of pressure on us, right? Yes. So kind of adding on to that, it's family pressure and then just sometimes feeling like you have to do more, you have to do more. I forgot what the question
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. Um. So the question was, so like your parents, like, I mean, like, as you mentioned this to me before when we were planning for this. Um, so you, your parents like mentioned to you that you have to go down a specific path to be able to get to the successful point. So, um, has that pressure
1: affected you mentally? Yeah, it's, it's very draining because, you know, the idea that they put on you, you know, put on their children, their child um it's a lot of i want the best for you and i understand that they don't obviously they have really good intentions for us but sometimes it just makes us feel like we have to do this by this we have Mm -hmm. to be married by this age we have to get a doctor's degree we have to have a master's we have to have you know all these things that they want for us right yeah but the truth is it's sometimes we fight between their opinions and what they want for us rather than our own opinions and passions, yeah. right? It's it's kind of like that battle between, okay, do I want to do what other people are saying or do I want to do what I want to do, yeah. right? And that's something that I struggle with still, right? Do Do I want to, you know, be able to sacrifice this for them? Do I want to, you know, just so that I can respect and show loyalty to them Mm -hmm. right but um it's kind of it's been kind of challenging like they want you to be a doctor a lawyer especially in the asians right they want you to go to the best schools especially like knowing you know going to high school it was a lot of pressure just to go to a specialized high school think about the pressure that they pose onto asian Americans. they want us to do amazing things but it's so hard because we're not in that level yet right Mm -hmm. sometimes we just can't be that person that they want us to be
0: oh oh my god what you just said about the specialized high schools oh my god i can i can so resonate with that at winnie like like oh god like i just remember like like um so for those who don't know oh um because i have listeners like um you know, out of the country, he, um, so specialized high schools is, um, are like, you have to take, like, this really important exam to be able to get into, um, even get considered for these specialized high schools, and you need a certain score to, like, um, get to them, and then the amount of, like, studying and pressures it takes just to prep for that exam, and especially if you're not a good test taker, re- anyway, then, like, it's, that's already so much pressure, because I, I know I'm not the best test taker as well. I don't do well under, like, timed pressure.
1: Sure. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: and then you're already so young, and then there's already so many of these expectations on you. So, I, I mean, like, if if that's, like, if you've lived through that, um, for anyone listening out there, Winnie and I totally um, would resonate with that <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah. I have my t shirt written all over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. And then especially like um oh god, no, like when you mentioned about like specialized high schools, let's also not forget colleges too, the Ivy Leagues. exists So yeah, like so like Columbia University, Princeton, um, all that stuff and then I don't know if you're uh, family pressured you to like go for the special uh, sorry specialized the yeah, ivy
1: league colleges did. oh they did <laughs> yeah. yeah oh but just my imagine gosh. that um, that pressure though it's so much
0: yeah exactly and then not and like and then like this is something that i told my younger sister um a while ago when she was going um applying to colleges just because you can get in does not mean you can do well like that's the bottom line uh, and you can go into like oh columbia university of course you can brag about the name and everything but if you're not doing well then what's what's the
1: point yeah like what's the point? you're just gonna be kicked out the next semester but yet you go to a <laughs> famous well-known school right but again it's kind of like do you want the name or do you want the <laughs> education right
0: exactly or mm. do you care about more of your mental health Alva, and then, like if it, if like go if you're like if you're not doing well, obviously, then that's gonna create like mental health struggles as well. I just because you go to like um you know, like it like we like we and I said before you could easily go to like, say you go to Columbia University to study, i don't I don't know engineering because that's what Columbia is known for, but you're not doing well in any of your engineering classes, and then you go on probation. So, and then obviously I know people who have gone through that and then have had to transfer. So, but again, if you're doing really well and you're acing everything, awesome. That's awesome for you, but it doesn't work for everybody. Everybody's different. So people do, I've said this on my show before, like you deal with your mental health. Everyone deals with their mental health struggles differently. So, and you deal with education. Everyone deals with education differently. And then everyone goes, can go down a different path. But to get to their career point, like everyone is different. There's no one method that works for everybody. So you just kind of have to figure out what works for you the best. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. and then also making sure that you're happy throughout this process, because if you're unhappy, then again, like, like what's the, how how are you putting yourself first if you're um, putting in like everything else first but yourself? You're just going to be yeah. miserable, and then you can't put off your best work.
1: Yeah. That's why I always say, you guys, <laughs> self-care is the best form of care. But the thing is, society has made it seem like self-care is selfish. Yeah. Let's get this myth out of the way. Yes. All my kings and queens, you guys are worthy. You guys are more than enough. Um, please do not let society tell you that... Um, you know, you have to be perfect. It's, we all have our flaws, but that's what makes, you know, who we all are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, yeah, th- isn't that something that we all go through as well, right? Yep, that's yeah. true. That's way more than true. So
0: I'm glad you actually mentioned about, like, self-care because that actually connects to our next question. So how have you personally been able to tackle your mental health, either through journaling, meditation, diets like um how have you been able to tackle it
1: a lot of healing um on my end a lot of being vulnerable with myself you know there were some things that i didn't want to shed light on um i kind of wanted to avoid talking about it but it's like being vulnerable with my strengths and weaknesses (laughs) um and journaling journaling, whenever I have those moments where I'm sad, I'm happy, I could be depressed, I could be moody, I would write it all down Mm -hmm. in a piece of paper. Um, Sometimes another technique that worked for me was I would write a letter to myself, to my younger self, Mm -hmm. you know, and showing compassion and grace to your younger self. So again, that's another form of journaling, right? Sharing a letter, to your younger self, and I would recommend uh, if you guys haven't tried, definitely try it out and let me know what you guys think about that mm-hmm. technique. Um, another thing that worked for me was guided meditation, so anybody can always google guided meditations. Um, you know, really really helpful stuff, especially uh, you know, when you tuned into like the frequency and like they have like different, like, uh music frequencies that are really really good binaural beats i'm Mm. not i'm not sure if i'm saying it right but um binaural binaural yeah Yeah, so those are really good for the subconscious mind you guys really really good stuff and another thing that also worked for me and i'd love to share it with everybody is being mindful in walking Mm -hmm. sometimes Walking becomes a habit, a day-to-day habit that we all, you know, wake up, we walk, right? But oftentimes we forget to say, let's be in the present moment today. Let's walk with intention today. What do I see? What do I smell? Using the five senses, what do I touch? What do I hear? And you get to see yourself in that present moment. Um, Recently, I went to, you know, I took the time out to go out in nature and I live in New York City so a lot of the leaves are like yellow and they're like especially when the leaves have already mm. fallen into the the ground they're like crunchy <laughs> so as I'm like walking you know I'm stepping on you know the leaves and there's that crunch effect and you know it's something I would never hear on a day-to-day but when I'm in the present moment and I you know take the time out to know what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and you know you get to be more aware about the little things and that sometimes the things that we take for granted.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that yeah. as well. And yeah, falls upon us um, in New York City where Winnie and I live. And yeah, it has been in like, I mean, like it's like peak. Well, I mean, I'm not sure it's peak because I haven't seen many, many leaves change, at least in my area. But like it is definitely in the parks. They are definitely change changing like for sure or so i haven't been able to like go for a walk yet today but i definitely want to as well i just hope it doesn't rain because it looks really cloudy like where i am right yeah. now so we'll see we'll see about that um but um i can totally i love love like the benign- um, binaural beats and like guided meditations as well as subliminals as well like for some I, I personally love subliminals as well, which um it's just cause it's just like very quiet music, but it just calms your mind. So when you're doing chores or when I'm doing homework or editing, um or making promotions, um, literally subliminals help so so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Much so and the journaling being been doing that for like uh journaling, it's just so helpful it's just like so helpful it's just literally you can also like um bunch up your journaling as well so if you have like a really bad day
1: just vent it to your
0: journal and just tear it up
1: but yeah that's as long as you release it you know what release that feeling you sometimes i have to recognize that we are not all of our emotions we are not all of our feelings our feelings emotions come and go we recognize okay, I'm feeling sad today. Why am I feeling sad today? And that's kind of, you know, going to mental health, you know. Um, I would talk to another form of healing that I've done is, you know, talking to an expert, going to counseling. Uh, You guys, that's, you really, really understand a lot about yourself. (laughs) And, you know, the best investment is yourself. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm glad you touched up on it.
0: Yep. Yep. Yes. Thank you so much. And then, oh boy, yeah. T- just like therapy and all that stuff, definitely also truly helps as well too. Well. Um. So, how has your life changed since tack being able to like tackling with um all your mental health issues through like journaling and like those um, meditations therapy? How is all of those techniques? changed your mental health and has it also tied into um relationships like with friends um romantically your family how has all that changed ever since you put your mental health first
1: i feel more in the present moment um again just taking a simple activity like eating right i was telling i was talking to my counselor um and i was like sometimes we take we take we <laughs> sometimes we take for granted just eating like we we're just so used to eating and shoving foods in our mouths not knowing like what it tastes what it feel like so yeah. again using our senses to say you know what i'm going to enjoy this ch- cookie or i'm gonna enjoy this tea mm-hmm. today because why because it brings value to me and because it brings value to me I care about it. Right. So, again, it's, um, you know, being in the present moment, um, recognizing my emotions kind of journaling, going back to that journaling, um, you know, sometimes we have so much emotions going on. We don't know why what's happening. So always writing it down always helps. Um, and sometimes when you get to look back at, like, the things that you've read, you've talked about um, and you've written yourself, it was like, especially if you write a letter to yourself, you read it so much times and you get to realize, okay, let's be more compassionate and kind to myself. And that's something that I wanted to do. Like, when I wrote the letter to my younger self, I wanted to shed light onto the things that I didn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but being compassionate and loving and, you know, putting so much, goodness if that makes sense yeah into, you know your younger self um yeah and also, yeah. yeah
0: and i would also say like you know you like you said like love attention and um i would also say kindness and empathy yeah
1: yeah like, all of that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. being kind and compassionate to yourself and saying you know what i know we have our days when we're sad but you know it's just a phase <laughs> and emotion um, Mm -hmm. and learning from that yes 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 i
0: love that i love that and has that also like like being more in the present moment have you been able to like incorporate that with like your friendships as well
1: yeah yeah um sometimes we're so guilty of using our phones to take pictures of our food right the 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 (laughs) the camera always eats first right And it's just that environment that we grew up in, right, where we use our phones, we use social media. Mm -hmm. So, like, being in the present moment, like, if I'm getting to know somebody, I put my phone down. I would respect their time and attention, and I want to give them their full undivided attention. I don't want to use my phone. Mm -hmm. That's disrespectful, right? So it's kind of like knowing that you can still be in the present moment without your phone yeah you know you can just have a conversation with somebody where you drink tea and you just talk
0: i love that <laughs> i really love that I, like um because like i still take pictures of food like of my food like all the time like i still do that all the time but then after i do that it just goes away because have you ever been in those restaurants where like you see two people are just like on their phone um just like on their phone and not giving each other the attention i don't understand that
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially like i remember i've seen one time it was like the 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 father and the son like the son wanted his attention mm-hmm. but the, the father was so stuck up on his phone you know working and you know whatever it is but Again, it's like you want to dedicate time to your friends, your loved ones. You know, sometimes you can put the work, you can put the phone aside and really communicate and be a human, get to know somebody on a deeper level, not just on text messaging. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And then
0: that's also like the glory of like um, podcasting with a guest. Like, I mean, I know this is like you're still new, like you like you don't, you're not a guest like you haven't guessed on like many podcasts but like when podcasting with a guest I always give them my full attention so I only took a photo of like the questions and I'm just like like um it's like right next to me but I'm not like texting or anything like that because the guest for my guest the attention is always on them and it's not on me yeah so that's why i was just like anytime i have a guest they need my full attention so everything goes on do not disturb so i would say that's like a benefit when it comes to like podcasting with a guest you really also do learn how to be present in the moment and i think like that's also the same when it comes to like going on dates as well like have you ever been on a date with like the when the person when the when you're on a date with a person they're on their phone
1: no okay thankfully no
0: (laughs) good good because it is very annoying when that happens it is so annoying so thank god
1: you didn't have to do that because it's not fun it's not i can
0: i can imagine
1: how it's just inconsiderate you know um but yeah that's (laughs) i'm sorry to go back to what you were saying
0: (laughs) that's okay that's okay yeah um so uh so that so that so we talked about like friendships and then like have you been able to be more present with like with your family after ever since tackling with your mental health and everything
1: yeah um i hope you guys have a glass of tea with Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. as we join and we chit chat with each other um to answer your question um i started to say Kind of going back to what we talked about originally um you know learning to say no and not feel bad not feel guilty for saying no um but it's also just saying being honest with how i feel like say for example if my mom said something that i didn't like and tell her hey i didn't appreciate you saying that or i wish you could have said something else that way you know they would feel better they i would give them another option you know that they can that they can use uh, because when you put that kind of respect, say this is what I will and will not tolerate uh, kind of adding back to what we talked about. It's, they respect you for that. So it's kind of just learning to put my foot down and being honest with them with my emotions and how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's Even if good. it offends them.
0: Yep. That yeah. is good. That is good. I, love that because it's the same thing you loved your family to death but you still have to have boundaries with them yeah and so like because yes of course they can rebel. said like oh i raised you and you know my parents raised me like this and i still like you know kate like i still like am able to like do x y and z but i was just like yeah, you were, they raised you like that, and then you were able to do it, but this is not, you know, the 60s, like the 1970s or 1960s anymore, so, because I know, like, um, my, I mean, like, my mom did not get a driver's license, because she's just like, oh, I'll just, la- I, that's like the husband's job to, like, um, drive, and now she regrets it, because when, you know, my dad's not home, He's got the car, then it becomes a headache for her. I was just like, well, then why didn't you get your driver's <laughs> license in the first place? Because originally when I got my driver's license, she was not on board with that. She was just like, why don't you just let your husband drive um, you? And I was just like, well, what yeah. if he's not home?
1: Yeah. It's always nice to learn another skill.
0: Exactly. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's just one boundary that I know I had. I, had, I personally have with my parents, are there any boundaries that you've had to establish with your parents as well?
1: Um, Again, kind of just saying like emotions wise, like, you know, if, if it hurt me, I would say, I don't like that. I don't appreciate you saying that. Um, Obviously, you know, as a receiver, they don't, you know, they don't like to hear that. Right? <laughs> you know, cause it's like, if I, you know, I wouldn't want you to say, I want you to do things differently. Right. You know, it's kind of like, I respect myself, so you respect me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like going back to that, like learning to say no. And um, I guess the only boundary I would say is just saying no. Yeah, uh, You know, saying what I will and will not tolerate.
0: Oh, yeah, I like that. I really like that, too, because I feel like it's just – I was just curious about that because I feel like with parents, it's kind of harder to have – boundaries because they definitely will go above and beyond (laughs) to overstep your boundaries so you really have to be firm with like your parents and that's just an fyi for all those listeners out there um like if you can relate to what me and Winnie are saying,
1: like let let us know. Like no. there's no there's no personal space. There's no. <laughs> then <that>, Like <laughs> the way I grew up was if I need you, I'm gonna open that door and I'm just open it. Like I'm not even gonna knock. I'm exactly. Tell you I'm coming in. I'm just gonna open that door, <laughs> barge that door. Hello, I need you to do something. Yeah. And usually you're doing something. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: so uh, yeah. I mean, off topic, but it's just like when we, when we, when I mean, when Winnie and I went to college, like online for like that one to like for that two year time span, that, that like I, I'm gonna assume having boundaries was
1: even more difficult. Yeah, during um. COVID, um, especially with Zoom classes, it was so challenging, right? Oh, yes. Um, you know you always have to say i'm taking a class i'm in class and they would just barge in not not knowing there's a professor right next to you yeah so it's like again it's 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 just new you yeah. know especially with everything going on it's new environment for yes. all of us. Exactly. so it's kind of adapting and learning you know as we go through life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and just evolving
0: oh yes oh yes for sure for sure because like our parents like they did not have access to like online classes so it was it's like that whole shebang was like very new to them so of course like it was like nearly impossible for them to like you know try to like we, we tell them, hey I'm in class I or I'm taking an, taking an exam please do not talk to me or bother me or you're gonna get me kicked out of like this specific program and then the amount of times that I nearly got kicked out of my exam because somebody tried to talk to me it was astronomical I and mean, also the amount oh, of no. yeah the amount of emails that like I've had to send to my professors, um, telling them, oh my gosh, I nearly got kicked out three times because people behind me were trying to talk to me and then they thought I was talking to somebody else, like the camera thought yeah. I was talking to someone yeah. else. And then they're just like, honestly, it's fine because I, I was in a um, meeting with somebody and then all of a sudden my husband or my wife came in and kissed me on camera. so i mean like luckily everyone was understanding of that situation so but boundaries are definitely important these Mm -hmm. days when everything so much can be done online it's scary but like so much can be done so, um, we are closing in on this, um, episode with Winnie, um, which again, and check out her podcast, everything's in the link in the description box, but with all my guests, I always ask them this question, um, how, what kind of advice would you give someone who is in, who, um, is, was in, is and was in your shoes, so like struggling, um, With like being raised in an Asian household and, you know, struggles with mental health, depression, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: First and foremost, you guys are all worthy. You guys are beautiful. You guys are confident. Sometimes we always allow negative thinking. It's crazy how our mind, our human mind processes so much of our thinking is negative right? So we have to shed more positivity towards ourselves. And you are, every single one of my listeners and every single one of Kelly listeners today, you guys are amazing. You guys are worthy. You guys are confident. You guys can attain whatever you guys want. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to the moon, you can go to the moon. You can even go past the stars if you want. Do not allow anyone's insecurities or projections (laughs) to pour onto you. Do not let their restrictions tell you otherwise because you can do a lot of things right when you set your mind to something you can you can achieve it yeah. so I really wanted to say that um, and another thing you guys are never alone sometimes we feel like we're just going through life alone and we don't have nobody but you guys are all loved mm-hmm. every single one of my listeners every single one of Kelly listeners you guys are loved <laughs> by the universe By other people, by your friends, by your family. And sometimes we feel that we are alone. Mm
0: -hmm. You are
1: never alone. You are infinitely worthy. Mm -hmm. Every single one of you guys. Um, That being said, I really, my advice for everyone is just be honest with yourself and be unapologetically you. Mm -hmm. If that makes you happy, do whatever thing. Do whatever the thing that makes you happy, even if other people may not like it. Because at the end of the day, their opinions do not affect what you're trying to do, right? Um, whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve the law of attraction. You know, the more you start to believe in the thing that you want to achieve, the the faster you'll feel because you'll say, this is my goal and I'm going to attain that goal. It might take a little longer than usual, but it will get done. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like having that mentality of like, okay, I we gotta go. We gotta action, we gotta put action with wisdom, with knowledge, yeah. because knowledge without action is is nothing. Right. Yep. So I want everyone here listening today, whatever it is that you set your mind to, whatever it is that you like and you know you feel happy and passionate about, do it. Mm-hmm. Do not let nobody tell you otherwise. And, um, that's something that I've learned a lot <laughs> is to be passion and purposeful and to do love to sorry to love what you do and do what you love coming from your heart.
0: I love it, and that is just so sweet. eat like that oh my God, that is so sweet and like it's so that. relatable. I feel like, oh God, I like that the love that Winnie gives, like, to her listeners and to the people that she surrounds herself with, like, I can speak on that for him, like, because we've been friends for a while, you know, and the fact that, like, we reconnected just, like, very, very recently out of the blue nowhere, er- <laughs> I was not even expecting um, to run into her, because, like, we ran into each other in a park near where like where we live and it was at, it's actually yeah in brooklyn um and it's actually really far from where we both live um so it's just like it was like very far away from where we live and i did not expect that she did not expect that but the wow. seeing the amount of love that she gives and how much like she's just a ball of light and i love her like like i love her so much and then later her podcast um is just amazing and then again all of it will be linked in the description box and then yeah listen to like like um i'm speaking on her podcast as well so be sure to um uh, listen to that as Let well yes as oh listen to that like grab your tea like she said and then yeah thank you <laughs> so so much winnie for coming on chill time today like
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, talk to your listeners today. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to say the last the last message of the day, and I okay. hope it brings inspiration uh, for you moving forward today. Um, you guys are all beautiful. You guys are worthy. Every single one of you guys are my kings and queens. Um, and, you know, be passionate and be yourself. Just be yourself. Whatever it is, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Do not change for nobody. If if that comes out and that's all you, embrace your inner child. Do not allow anyone to say, "Oh, you're weird." Affect your, you know, how you communicate with other people. You know, every single one of you guys is lovable. Every single one of you guys is deserving, enough and mm-hmm. worthy
0: yes i love it i love it and perfect way to end this episode of chill time with kelly and again winnie thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and speak from your love and wisdom it's just i love it i love your energy so so much and then again everything about With Winnie, her podcast link, Spotify, all that stuff will be linked in the description box. Be sure to check it out, and I will see you next time on Chill Time.